Can we say praise the Lord? Amen. I thank God for Minister Dunson for those warm words. Amen. Thank God for seeing you again. It's been many years since I've seen you. Amen. Thank you for coming out to see us. God bless you. Amen. Very familiar face. Amen. It's been a few years, but I do recognize you. And I appreciate you coming by this house to worship with us on today. Thank God for your family that came in the house with you. Come on, let's give our friends a great big hand praise for coming to worship with us on today. Amen. They didn't have to come by us to see us in Puyallup. Amen. But we thank God that you came to this city. Amen. To praise God with us. Thank God for the moderator. Didn't he do an awesome job on today? Amen. Let's give our moderator the hand praise. One day I don't like, I do not like a dead church. And I'm glad he allowed God to use him. Amen. He struck that fire, and Jeremiah said it was just like fire shut up in your bones. I begin to see them old bones get to moving, get to waving his hand, get to praising God. Amen. It's something when someone comes with energy. So you got to come with energy if you're going to come and praise and magnify his name. Do I got to witness anybody? Thank God for you all that's here in person, those that are on Zoom. Amen. We thank God for you being in service with us. Those that will be coming in live on Facebook and also on our YouTube channel, God bless you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy and your loving kindness. I pray even now, God, that you will word my mouth and give me what to say and how to say it because uh, the praise did not belong to me. All the glory belongs to you. So, Lord, I sit myself down and allow you to come forth. Speak through me. Anoint my lips of clay. And, God, I'll give you glory. In Jesus' name I do pray. Let us all say amen. Uh, repeat after me. Say, success comes from God. Come on, say it. Success comes from God. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Joshua, the first chapter, verses 5 through 8. The book of Joshua, the first chapter, verses 5 uh, through 8. And there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people thou shalt divide for inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to doing according to all the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that they may observe to doing according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make the way prosperous, and then they shall have good 
success. The word of the Lord is blessed. You may be seated. There is the promise of the continued unbroken presence and rest of God. Somebody said he never leaves you. Uh, he'll never forsake you. As stated in Joshua, the fifth chapter, one and five, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life as I was with Moses. So I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. The Israelites would defeat all enemies by the presence of God. Don't you know that's the same principle today? You're able to defeat all your enemies, not because your presence is there, but because God's presence is there. You don't have to fear when you have God's presence. No matter how big your enemy may be, as long as God's presence is there, the Israelites would defeat all the enemies. God promised to be with them. To never leave them nor forsake them. The unfailing presence of God will always be present with his people. Somebody say, he's always there. You may not see him, but he's always there. You may not can feel him all the time, but he's always there. He's always looking over your shoulder, always watching out for you. Making sure that you're going to be protected. His unfailing presence will guide his people. And give them victory over all enemies. What a promise from God. The glorious promise of unfailing presence. What a present promise of God has given us. The promise of his unbroken presence. That he will never leave or nor forsake us. No matter what the enemy, the trial, or temptation that we may face. As no matter what trouble, difficulty, or problem, no matter the size, the strength, or the destructive potential of the obstacle, God will be with us. His unfailing presence will never leave us nor forsake us. That's a good place to praise God. Knowing no matter what you face, the difficulty, the trials, the potential, how big it may become, feeling lonely, feeling left out. God is always presence. Do I got to witness anybody? Uh, why don't you turn to yourself? Be encouraged because God is with you. Uh, Matthew 28 and 20 declares it like this. Lo, I am with you always, even the end of the world. Hebrews 13 and 5 says, let your conversations, your behavior, your conduct be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Genesis 28 and 15, and behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places, whether Thou goest and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken 
to the earth. Lord, thank you, Jesus. I thank God he's not done with me yet. I'm glad that I still have a purpose left in me. I'm glad to know that he'll never leave me nor forsake me. I'm glad to declare that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord that is called according to his purpose. I'm glad to know God before me. Who can, can I preach up in here? Who can be against me? You ought to say, self God is with me. It doesn't matter what haters do. It doesn't matter what my enemies may try. It doesn't matter what the naysayers say. I got God on my side. And that's all that I need. Do I got to witness anybody? God encouraged Joshua to be strong and courageous in his task. That of leading of Israel to inherit the promised land. Once again, look at that Joshua 1 and 6 with me. Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shall thou divide from an inheritance. Divide an inheritance. Aren't you glad you got an inheritance? Y'all ain't shouting yet. I'm shouting already down in my spirit. For which I swear unto their fathers to give them. You see, he was the military commander of the army that faced powerful enemies, and he knew that years of the warfare lay ahead. Don't you realize, uh, just because you got over one battle, there's another battle coming your way. But if God allowed you to defeat that battle, you can defeat the next battle. That's why we sing a song, don't wait till the battle's over. You better get your shout in now. Why? Because you know the end result. You a winner. Turn to your neighbor, I'm a winner, I'm a winner, I'm a winner. I, I won too many battles, I, I, I've been to too many trials, I've been to many tribulations, and God has always brought me out okay. Do I got to witness anybody? You hear, the, you hear what the elder says, I made it. He said, I made it. When he tried to kill me, I made it. When I was on drugs, I made it. When he put me in the dungeon, I made it. When he left me to die, I made it. And then he said, the devil thought he had me, but I got away. Somebody said, the devil thought he had me, but I got away. The devil thought he had my joy, but I got away. The devil thought he had my family, but I got away. The devil thought he had my peace, but I got away. Turns to the neighbor, I got away, I got away, and I got the right to praise him. You might not want to praise him for your victory, but I'm going to praise him for my victory. Do I got to witness anybody? Ah, as we go back to the storyline, it says, In facing such enemies year after year, the days of warfare and the sight of uh, maiming and killing could easily begin to wear upon Joshua. Uh, but God knew this. Therefore, he charged Joshua to be strong and courageous in his task of conquering the promised land. He knows you get tired. But you got to see the end result. He knows you've been beat down, but you got to see the end result. He knows you've been wounded, but you got to stand through the end result. Turn to his name, I'm trying to get to the promised land. I'm trying to get to the promised land. I I've been beat up, but I'm trying to get to the promised land. I've been talked about, but I'm trying to get to the promised land. I've been lied on, but I'm trying to get to the promised land. 
Do I got to witness anybody? Have you been lied on? Have you been talked about? Have you been misunderstood? But I'm trying to make it to the promised land. So I got to be strong and courageous. Somebody said you got to be strong and courageous. You see, it was his task to conquer the land and to divide it among God's people. See, he wasn't just tasked to conquer the land, but he had to get the land and divide the land. You know what? Sometimes your blessings uh, comes to who you attach to. Those that were attached to him got part of the land. Joshua led the battle, but they divided the land. When you divide something, you divide it up evenly. They all got the same part of the land. You don't got to be the leader of the fight. You just got to stay in the fight. Turn to your nurse and stay in the fight. 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 Don't give up. Your land is coming. Your land, your inheritance is coming. You just got to stay in the fight. Somebody say, I'm staying in the fight. You see, he and the Israelites were to be the instruments of God's justice and judgment against the Canaanites who had become so evil and corrupt. Throughout the days, months and years in warfare, this dear servant of God was to stay the course. He was to be strong and courageous throughout the struggle. Y'all didn't catch it. He had to be strong and courageous throughout the struggle. We all struggling. We all struggle to get here this morning. We all struggle to get a praise through sometime. We all struggle to worship sometime. But guess what? I'm going to fight through my struggle. I'm going to press my way to a praise. I'm going to press my way to a deliverance. And I'm going to keep on keeping on. Somebody said, through the struggle, you got to keep on praising God. Uh, my brothers and my sisters, can I submit to you that God encouraged Joshua to be strong and courageous in obeying God. In obeying his law, his word, he was to obey everything that Moses had written. Note exactly what God told Joshua to do with the word of God. He was to obey all God's laws. He was not to turn away from God's word. He was never to stop sharing God's word. He was to meditate on God's word day and night. This would assure obedience. The result of his obedience will be prosperity and success. All that he and the Israelites put their hands to would prosper and be successful. Do you wonder why everything you touch don't, 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 don't fulfill his promise? He told Joshua, I will do X, Y, Z if you do X, Y, Z. God instructed Joshua, if you obey me, if you keep my word day in and day out, if you keep teaching my word, then the things that you touch will be prosperous and it will be success. I wonder what the secret of success was. I pondered that. And I found out that success of success is being obedient through the struggle. Being consistent when nobody else is consistent. Being upright 
when nobody else is upright. Loving God when nobody else loves God. And I wonder that. Would I rather have a spiritual success or a financial success? And then I begin to ponder on this thing. And the word declared to me, what would a prophet a man that gained the whole world and to lose his soul? I said, well, Lord, I want spiritual prosperity. I need spiritual success. Because as long as I got spiritual prosperity and spiritual success, I can pray and ask what I will. That's why the word says, seek thee first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto them. So the key of success is seeking God, and everything else shall be added. Boom, Lord, have mercy. Sometimes we got it backwards. We try to seek after riches, after gold, before we get spiritual success. You're thinking about Paul and Silas. He said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. He said, rise up and get up by faith. The man that was withered with no sight, Rest out his hand and receive what he had, which was a spiritual deliverance. Now, since he had a spiritual deliverance, he didn't have to beg no more because he became spiritual successful. God gave him the ability to prosper once he received healing, to be able to work on his own, to bless his own family. He didn't have to beg at the table no more because he received spiritual success. Can I preach up in here? I feel a preach down inside of me. Sometimes we got it backwards. We seek after gold. We seek after riches. But guess what? We got to seek the first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else shall be added to you. I feel like preaching, but I got to preach and teach it at the same time. Uh, and the Bible lets us know uh, there are two strong lessons for us in this charge given to Joshua. We must be strong and courageous in obeying God. Those was the most important thing. Be strong and courageous in obeying God. Somebody say you got to obey God. We must keep his law, his commandments, his holy word. We must study, meditate, apply. Come on, help me say it. Say study, meditate, apply. Come on, three principles. Come on, study, meditate, and apply. If you study, meditate, and apply, you begin to live what you study. A lot of folks can study but can't live nothing. A lot of theologians got the word but can't live the word. I mastered in theology, got my degree in theology, but that doesn't mean nothing if I can't live this theology. My degree in that wall don't mean nothing if I can't preach this thing and live this thing. It helped me to study deeper, but it didn't give me sanctification. Sanctification came when I gave myself to God. It didn't come when I got that degree on the wall, but it came when I got on my knees asking God to continue me and sanctify me and forgive me of my sins and begin to obey his word. That degree don't mean nothing without no anointing. So I got to witness anybody. 
Only thing that does is give man go, woo, he got a degree. That's all that does. Amen. It may open some doors, but that's all it does. But it doesn't give you an anointing. If we obey God living in his word and keeping his commandments, guess what happens? We will prosper and be successful in whatever we do. Whatever we put our hands to will be blessed by God. The word tells us God will give us a purpose. God will give us achievements. God will give us fulfillment throughout life. I realized this and I had to learn this. I don't get purpose from man or from a person. I don't get achievement from man of a person. God gives me that achievement. I don't find fulfillment in position or title, oh man, or of work. God gives me fulfillment. When you put pressure on people like that, it's not fair. Let me say that again. If you put pressure on people to fulfill all your needs, that's not fair. That's fair. They got their own life struggles to deal with. They got their own drama to deal with. They got their own headache to do it with. Amen. And you got to look for God for fulfillment. I cannot preach and teach. You, you got to look for God for fulfillment throughout your life. Somebody said throughout life. Fulfillment comes from God. It don't come from a woman. It don't come from a man. It don't come from my children. It doesn't come from my mother. But my fulfillment through life comes from God. But note, this promise is given only to those who obey God by meditating in his word day and night. Only to those who do exactly what he says. That's why John 14 and 21 says, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he is, is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. James 1 and 25. But whosoever look into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Can I give you some Bible? Revelation 22 and 14 says, Blessed are they that do his commandments. They may have right to the tree of life and may enter into the gates into the city. Can I give you some more word? 1 Timothy 4 and 15. You know I got to back up everything I say with the word. Y'all deal with me today. 1 Timothy 4 and 15. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that they profiting may appear to all. Psalms 1, 1 through 3 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lamb, and his law doeth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers, of the water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he do shall prosper. What am I saying to you? We must be strong. Ah, guess I'm talking to the wrong church. We must be strong and courageous as we march through life. What that mean? Life is hard. 
I guess I'm in the wrong church. Life is hard. Every stage of life is a different challenge. Pastor, what do you mean? When I got 20, that was a different stamp challenge, right? When you hit 25, that was a different challenge. When you hit 30, that was a new challenge. When you hit 35, that was a new challenge. Come, come on. When you hit 40, that was a new challenge. When you hit 50, that was a new challenge. I'm going to get to y'all's age. When you get 55, that was a new challenge. I got to get all the way until I think 84, 88. Amen. When you get 65, that was a new challenge. 75, 85, that's a new challenge. What do you mean that's a new challenge? You don't feel like you used to feel like. You don't got the energy you once had. You don't got the drive you used to have. You don't have the enthusiasm that you once had. So now when trials hit you, you got to be very strong. You got to be very courageous. You got to dig back into the word of God. The word of God that comes to give you life and that more abundantly. Because every life faces a new challenge. Come on, when you face death, that's a new challenge. When my father passed, I watched my mother become a widow. That was a new challenge in her life. Amen. And she had to fight to keep her sanity. She had to fight to stay strong. She had to fight to keep her salvation. Because she loved her husband so much, she didn't think she could make it without her husband. But then she had to find comfort in Jesus. She had to find comfort in the Lord. She didn't call comfort in another man's bed, but she found comfort in the Lord. She didn't come comfort calling up another man, but she found comfort in the Lord. She could have got into another man's bed, but she cried to the Lord, give me strength. Help me to stay strong. Help me to stay courageous. Help me to obey his word. Why? Because I'm by myself now. I've been married 38 years, and now my man is gone. What am I going to do? Do oh, I got to witness anybody? Turn to your neighbor, so you got to be strong and courageous. There's different stages of life. Do I got to witness anybody? Somebody said there's different stages of life. So through all your life, you have to be strong and courageous. And if he brought you out of that 20-year stage, he could bring you out of your 30-year stage. And he brought you out of your 40-year stage, he could bring you out of your 50-year stage. That same God that met every battle then, he could meet the same battle today. And guess what? We all wake up with a different battle. I battle in my mind. I guess I'm by myself. Sometimes I got to battle in my mind. I got to say, Lord, touch my mind. Lord, renew my mind. Lord, transform my mind. Lord, renew my... Sometimes my battle's in my own mind. And I'm fighting against myself in my mind. That's why the word says, keep your mind stayed on him. If it wanders off, you ain't going to have no peace. If your mind goes to the left, you're not going to have no peace. If your mind goes to the right, you're not going to have your peace. But if you keep your mind stayed on him. He didn't say imperfect peace. But I'll keep you in perfect peace. That means in every walk of your life, your mind going to be perfect in peace. When I'm down, I'm perfect in peace. When I'm up, I'm perfect in peace. When I'm in between, I'm perfect in peace. There ain't no peace like God's peace. And I preach and teach in here. And turn to his neighbor. We all go through different changes. But we got to be strong. We got to be courageous. We got to struggle through this thing. We got to fight through this thing. Your life is at stake. And more than that, your soul is at stake. Your soul is at stake. That's a crying shame to go to church uh, being a member in the church. I mean, go to hell being a member in the church. 
Some of the folks go to church and still going to hell. Amen. Because they lost their burning. Oh, come on, somebody. I know I'm telling the truth. Amen. They lost their burning somewhere. They lost their drive somewhere. Amen. And they go to church and they ain't going to make it in. Well, Pastor, what are you talking about? He goes, uh, don't you know me, Lord? Don't you remember when I was preaching? Don't you remember when I was coming to Bible band? Don't you remember when I was so faithful in prayer? Don't you remember I gave my tithes and my offering? But you did it in iniquity. And he says, you worker of iniquity. I knew you not. Depart from me. And you're looking at the gate. Well, Lord, didn't I do X, Y, Z? Didn't I cry out? But you did it with the wrong spirit. You were a worker of iniquity. But I did it, and I, I was here. But you did it in the wrong spirit. But I gave, but you gave in the wrong spirit. But I prayed, but I prayed in the wrong spirit. But I preached, but I preached in the wrong spirit. He said, you're a worker of iniquity. I knew you not. I said, Lord, and I prayed that prayer to me all the time. I said, Lord, I don't want to preach in vain. I don't want to pray in vain. I don't want to live my life in vain. Lord, I, I, I want to make it in. I don't want to do nothing that's not going to keep me uh, from going to heaven. Amen. I don't want you to say you're a worker of iniquity. I don't want to get up and say, Lord, didn't I pastor praise chapel? Was another pastor of the church? Didn't I make sure the church was open and clean and make sure that everything was taken care of in your facility? Didn't I fix the roof when it was leaking? Didn't I vacuum the carpet when it was dirty? Didn't I cut the grass when it was needed? Didn't I fix the bathroom when it was needed? Or didn't I open the doors for the saints? He said, but you worker of iniquity. You did it with the wrong spirit. You did it to be seen. You did it to get glory. You received your glory when they clapped your hands for you. You received their praise when they called your name. You did it for the wrong reason. You wanted man's glory. You wanted man's appliance. You wanted man to clap for you. You wanted man to give you praise. But if you would have did it for me, you would have did it in silence. You would have did it out of love. You would have did it because you loved me. You would have did it because I called you. And you would have did it, why? Because you love my word. I said, Lord, I'm talking to me now. This don't got nothing to do with y'all. This was ministering to me today. I got to praying on my knees. I said, well, Lord, I don't want that to be me. I'm crying out to God. I'm talking to God. I said, Lord, I don't want that to be me. I don't want to be a pastor that goes to hell. I don't want a pastor that's doing it all in vain. I don't want to be seen by men. I want to be glorified by you. If nobody else tell me to do it, I did a good job, long as I pleased you. If nobody else didn't tell me I preached, long as I pleased you. If nobody else told me thank you, long as I pleased you. If nobody else says anything good to me, long as I please you. I said, Lord, refocus my mind. I guess I'm, I'm preaching to me. Lord, help me. I said, Lord, refocus my mind. I'm not preaching to people. I'm preaching for God. I'm not preaching for a crowd. I'm preaching for God. I'm not preaching trying to pack out a house. I'm preaching for God. Whatever I do, I got to do for God. Can't do it for man. I can't do it for glory. I can't do it for fame. I can't do it for riches. I, I got to do it for God. 
And I learned if God is pleased with me, it doesn't matter what you think. 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 Long as God is pleased with me. And you got to get to the point, long as God is pleased with you. I guess I'm talking to the wrong person. Sometimes you need people's approval. Hey, man, you got to know who you are in God. You don't need people's approval. You need God's approval. And when you find God's approval, guess what? You find peace. Yay! You find peace. You find joy. You find purpose. You find achievement. You find fulfillment. You find it all in God. God begins to bless you. God begins to elevate you. God begins to open up doors for you. Because he said, if you humble yourself under the mind of God, hand of God, and in due time, he will exalt you. Humble, I realize, sometimes pressing me down. And sometimes being humble, he had to break me. Being humble, he had to break me. And in my army of the potter, the clay, my brothers and sisters, the clay gets hard. And you drop it, it breaks. And then the potter picks you back up again and begins to mold you and shape you again. And sometimes the clay doesn't go exactly where the potter wants. So what he do? He begins to pound on it, on the clay. Kind of put pressure on the clay. They kind of to get it to form the way that the potter needs it to form. That's why I got to witness anyway. So that's why you see different sides of pots. Because the potter, amen, has made that pot that size because that's what he wanted him to be. So I realized that the clay had no decision of what it was going to become. The clay had no decision what it was going to become. Thank you, Jesus. So when I allowed myself to become clay, and I allowed God to become my potter, that wasn't no more what I wanted to become. So when you say, Lord, mold me, Lord, shape me, it's not how you want to be molded. It's not how you want to be shaped. And if you try to come out the mold or the shape, he just breaks you up again. Pick you back up, begin to mold you and to shape you until he wants you to be. And sometimes he got to spin that clay around. What are you doing when he's spinning? He's stirring up the gift in you. He got to stir up the gift in you that lays dormant down in your spirit. So I said, Lord, stir me up again. I, I don't want nobody to get dizzy, but I said, stir me up again. Stir me up again, Lord. Stir me again. Stir me that I worship right. Stir me that I pray right. Stir me that I praise him right. Come on, stir me until I do what you called me to do. Do I got to witness anybody? We're standing to our feet. Lord, I pray. God, I thank you. Oh, I praise your name, God. I magnify your name. I lift you up. I love you with all my heart, with all my mind, all my strength. I love you, God. I declare that you are my God. I declare that you are my provider. I declare that you're my healer. You're everything to me, God. I pray, God, that these words that were spoken will edify you, that will bring healing to your body of Christ, that you will touch each individual and meet them where they are at individually, that you begin to meet every need, that you answer every prayer. God, you see the heart of your servants. 
You know the heart of your servants, Father God. You know the heart of your servants. God, touch their hearts even now. Give them the purpose they need. Give them the fulfillment they need. Give them the peace they need. Give them the joy that they need. Stir up every gift that lies inside them with fire, with passion. God will give you praise. We'll give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. If you would, just by faith, just reposition yourself. If you want to stand out in the aisle, move to 